This is episode number 111 of the Church Collective Podcast. In this episode, we talk with Paul Balash again. It's always super fun conversations. We're doing a conference with him in just a month. His new album is coming out tomorrow, and you probably should grab it. And um, just a lot of great ways uh, to help Paul out and to get plugged in with the Church Collective up on the site. So head over, check it out. We're going to jump right in here with episode number 111 of the Church Collective Podcast. Good to talk to the Church Collective. I love what you guys do. I love your heart for the local church. Um, a really sincere, authentic servant heart uh, just never comes across as ambitious or like you're trying to build something. It's I love there's a real purity about it. Sure. Um, hits me that I, I like it. So I'm excited to team up with you guys in just uh, about a month from now, actually, yeah. in Modesto. That's going to be, uh, I'm really excited to partner with you guys and to gather worship leaders. We just finished one of our lead worship workshops here in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, this past weekend. Man, I mean, over a thousand worship leaders, worship team. Uh, I see if you're part of a worship team, then you're a leader. That's how I see it. And it was really profound and beautiful um, in terms of just, you know, not a massive conference. It felt more like we were gathered in a giant living room and we worshiped together and there was instruction and prayer and worship and some good laughs and some food and um, just really, really precious. And just a closing time of worship and prayer and sending people home uh, seemed inspired. You know, we've gotten some emails back just in how encouraged because they leave at four o'clock on that Saturday and they're leading worship the very next day. So it's fun to, you know, a lot of teams sort of notice a difference, you know, some an, an immediate difference. And of course, there's a lot of information that the intention is that they will try to start applying over the weeks and months after that. But sure. it's always exciting to at least see their hearts like re- reignited, reengaged, you know, repurposed, has, you know, vision for their community. So that's really brings me a lot of joy to see, to see that happen. Sure. Um, I guess while you're doing the worship there, going into your mercy, did you introduce a bunch of the music from there? Did you find that most everybody maybe already knew some of it because you've been streaming it in so many outlets and stuff like that? What's What's been going on with the new album so far? Yeah, I didn't, didn't want to overdo that. You know, I just want sure. to be careful. It's not like, hey, here's a showcase of my brand new album. <laughs> I just try as best as possible to just like, let's keep this pure. Let's try to hear what's going to fit the moment best. So sure, I did... Um, teach a few of the new songs Your Mercy, uh, I Will Worship You um, Once for All um, so yeah I might have done a few more except it just felt like no nah, that feels like I'd be forcing it maybe so um, yeah. Um, but it was fun to, to actually sing the songs outside of my local church sure. with other worship leaders and the, you know one of the one of the tell the telltale signs if a song is that may connect with people is by the time you hit the second verse if people are starting to sing along with you mm-hmm. if, if melody is perhaps simple enough hopefully it's interesting enough but it's simple enough for them to kind of like okay gotcha okay and then there they are they're with you on that second verse and so that was that was encouraging sure um could you talk a little bit towards I'm looking even just at your Facebook page, the little cover photo you have is like looks like you're songwriting or teaching parts to a bunch of people in a studio. Like could you talk a little bit towards the writing recording process for this album? Looks like it was definitely 
real collaborative, a lot of people involved in it. What does that look like for you guys? Yeah, very much. I mean, the, the writing started a year ago, you know, mm -hmm. where you cross paths with different writers and um, you, you talk about, hey, someday, you know, when it works out, you want to try to connect. And um, so what that looks like for me is, you know, bringing some inspired ideas, you know, that I'm collecting all the time, maybe from a sermon you hear or just from a, a prayerful thought or maybe just in your own devotional time, maybe there's a scripture that pops out and you have a melody. So I try to just take what I feel like are inspired ideas and then get with, for example, Aaron Schust. Um, we had a chance to, to get together a few times and then finish up some of these songs over Skype. Mm -hmm. um, but we took uh, the lyrics from an old Fanny Crosby song that had never been set to music. And that was really <laughs> a fun challenge, you know, to basically co-write with Fanny Crosby. Sure. So what, what was that like? Like, how did, how did you find that? You just, how did you um, come across it? Yeah. Well, her, her heirs have uh, came across about 2,000 lyrics wow. or poems that Fanny Crosby had that were never set to music. I mean, she wrote hundreds and hundreds of hymns, and yet these were hymns that, or, or at least lyrics that, you know, they're just sitting around. So somehow I got in on that. I was offered, you know, a handful of of those to, like, hey, if you can do something with these, um, all power to you. And if not, that's fine. Just give them back. So sure. that was a real privilege to sort of pr prayerfully try to... Uh, you know, to do the lyrics justice, and I feel like God Evermore is the name of the song, and actually Aaron sings on it as well. So that was fun, and then All Sons and Daughters uh, had a, to the cross I come, kind of had this idea, it was in Nashville, you know, almost a year ago, and to, to get with them, and it always starts off to me, uh, I like to not just like sit down and throw out ideas, like I'm not trying to sound religious, but for those that like to write, or you'd like to try to co-write. For me, I feel like it's important. Uh, I like, for one, setting a date, setting a like scheduling a time. That's mm -hmm. healthy. You yeah. show up and the first five ten minutes, it's catching up a little bit. Maybe a coffee or whatever. You know, hey man, how are things going? How's, how's the church? How's your family doing? You're kind of catching up, and then before diving in, it's always like, man, do you mind if we just? Um, just take a couple minutes and just sing a few familiar choruses, kind of get our hearts kind of in a posture of worship. And so, man, I just, whatever, you know, whatever comes to mind in that moment, you know, um, when the music fades, all is stripped away. You know, I'm coming back to the heart of worship. Maybe sing that a little bit and then maybe into, uh, here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, you know, just... Familiar horses, man. Just never want to be presumptuous that, like, hey, we've got these clever ideas and here we go. Let's just <laughs> dive in. And like, right. I definitely want to approach it. I have found that many times, even in that little bit of prayer and worship time, all of a sudden, actually, a little song idea emerges. Mm -hmm. Your name, um, How Great Is the Love, all those were just literally just sort of still sort of praying and reading a few scriptures out loud when just out pops a phrase and that began the song. So, so all that say all the process for all the songs, uh, process. That's funny. I just got off an Canadian interview. There you go. <laughs> Canadians say process and we say process. Right. <laughs> um, 
That's funny. Um, yeah, man. Um, Aaron Gillespie, you know, who's mm. just was cool to write I Will Worship You. He's a hard rock, heavy metal sort of drummer and singer, amazing singer from The Almost. And um, it was really cool to, to collaborate mm. with other generations, you know. Sure. I, I really love that. It really feeds me. I still feel like I'm learning. I'm, I want to constantly be learning and challenged and grow. Yeah. And maybe we all kind of go into our little patterns. Yeah. So it's good to co-write because somebody says, well, what if we go this way instead? And you're like, um, okay, cool. Let's try that. And then <laughs> right. you do it. Like, man, I love that. That's Yeah. Sure. Man. So I, I could go over each song, but that's yeah. like the essence of. Yeah. You know. I'd love to pick your brain a little bit too. You said you had, you love, you love getting other ideas and being open how, how have you fostered that? Because our default is kind of, we're going to figure out how we do what we do, especially in worship leadership. Like, this is kind of how we lead. This is how we songwrite. And then if we're not careful, we can run that path for 20 years. Like, how, how have you really kept yourself, you know, pliable in that? What I just described. I mean, really, just um, people that along the journey that I respect, people that you may have heard their names or you may not know their names. So I'm not, whenever, I'm not dropping names because there's, there's several people on this project that, there's one gal that sings two songs. Her name's Madison Cunningham. She's a 19-year-old worship pastor, you know, worship leader mm. in, Cal in uh, Southern California. And I just so believe in the gift in her. And it was just fun to include her and a few others that uh, Jennifer Davis, who's in, outside of Dallas, who's a, a mom, who just has an amazing voice, great songwriter. So my point is, whether known or unknown, just interacting with my colleagues, peers, uh, you know, I come across someone that I just think, wow, you really have some, maybe someday we'll have a chance to have coffee and sit down and maybe, you know, may, maybe a song will come out of it, you know, um, mm. maybe not. But it's what I love about co-writing is the worst that can happen is you spend a couple hours talking about the Lord, digging into the word, sharing hearts, uh, drinking coffee, you know, I just love the process hmm. uh that at worst so you got you didn't really get anything any a song per se or but at best you walk away with a song that's maybe almost there and like the song with matt matt redmond on once for all that was a couple hours of just back and forth throwing out some ideas and this and that and once for all is taken from hebrews chapter 10 and mm -hmm. and then we followed up over the next month or two actually with several skype calls and some emails and back and forth just trying to tweak the lyrics but so, but we walked away with you know, i would say 90 percent of the body of the song mm. and, and then it's just a matter of living with it worshiping with it spending a little bit of time and, and trying to really hone the lyric each line each so that's again yeah that's, that's how i feel like i've Hopefully, I'm trying to stay. I, I want to grow. I don't want to learn. I want to throw away things that used to work but aren't don't work anymore, and adopt new things. I want to adapt. Sure, that's a big deal. Um, could you talk a little bit? I'd love like a lot of people listening. I'm sure have seen, and if you haven't seen it, I'll put a link in the show notes. The you know, like even just the video you put out yesterday on Facebook, just kind of sharing some scripture and what's on your heart. What's God been doing with that? Like, what kind of prompted you? I, they, they're great like they're really fantastic little just nuggets that you just feel like you needed to needed to get that out for everybody that's just it's super cool yeah i just feel like 
the, the, the part, my least favorite part of doing a new project hmm. is promotion. Sure. Um, it's painful. It's the paradox of promotion. I did a YouTube video one time on my last project. If anybody wants to Google that, the paradox of promotion. And essentially, <laughs> it's, um, you know, you put all this time and prayer and, and effort into writing and then rewriting and then finally imagining the arrangement and maybe running it, doing some demos and trying to get a sense of what works best. And you try it in your church maybe and you, and you get a little, uh, let's tweak that, tweak that. So it's this whole process. Then you finally record it and then you finally mix it and you master it. And then here you come. Now it's going to come out in three days and, um, that's great, except it always feels funny to be like, hey, everybody, I got a new album. Check me out. You know, right. it's like, oh, yeah. yeah. Because we're, pro you know, essentially a worship project is ideally we're promoting the Lord. And that's, you know, I'm sure most artists feel that way, you know, feel a little bit of the awkwardness of, you know. So, but I do believe in the songs. The thing that propels me to go forward anyway and do this is that I do believe in the songs. I believe in where they came from. I believe in their potential to inspire worship in the church, to help others worship, who listen and who sing along. I really do. I do believe uh, that they're biblically based and they're musically inspiring and that they will help stir the heart. Um, so I really do. So, therefore, um, <laughs> like it's much easier not just to like talk about, please buy the album, please check it out, but to try to take, uh, to try to... Um, Talk about the album from each song, like the heart behind each song, or where where we pulled from scripture, Hebrews chapter ten, or Psalm ninety two, or you know, as I could go from song to song and really right. point right. out places in scripture. So the other day, you're right on your mercy. I just briefly talked about the fact that we all we all have a, a testimony of God's mercy. Even unbelievers oftentimes mm. can go. Man, actually, man, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy on me. You know, like that expression. We all recognize at some point in our life when the, the consequences of our actions could have been so severe and yet somehow God had mercy on us. Hmm. Um, as well as the larger picture of God's mercy over us through his finished work on the cross, of course. Sure. So uh, the other day, I just the, the idea of uh, revelation that we they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, and the song "Your Mercy" is kind of a testimony song of mine. Like, um, you know, I once was lost. Um, I, you know, I lost my way. The road was dark. I could not see. My hope was gone. The pain was real. But your mercy, uh, you saw my steps. You felt my fears. You heard my cries, you caught my tears, arms open wide, you ran to me with your mercy. Mm. And then the response on the chorus, your mercy, your mercy, I stand before my king, bow my heart to sing, you saved me, you raised me. Um, so that's just, as you say, to me it's easier to talk about the album in that context and sure. try to share a little nugget that, that might encourage someone. Yeah, I think that that's super I mean, I know our community, I'm sure it seems like your your community, especially too, like really appreciates, like you said, the fact that I, I think on one of your, when you went live on Facebook at one point, you kind of said the same thing about the promotion thing. You're like, it's not so much about promotion, but this is part of it, you know, and I think people really get that heart from it. And, and like, I definitely appreciate it when there's, you know, hundred different albums, like it's fantastic to say like, this is about God. This is, you know, even grounding it in scripture. 
I mean, you've, you've already basically set up like, hey, here's some scripture you can read when you do this song at your church too. So it's like even practically, it's super helpful. Right. Um, right. So yeah, super appreciate that. Um, so what what's God been teaching you, even just in these past week or so? Like, what, where's your heart really been at as this album's getting ready to to come out? And what, what's your sense of what God's doing? I mean, what's he teaching me is that I want to be a good steward. You know, the temptation at this part of the process is to be like, I'm done. It's mixed. It's mastered. Right. Done. Yeah. And yet I have always felt this sense of stewardship that um, I'm, for one, grateful and I feel fortunate that I've have, I have the privilege to make an album and to offer it. And I'm grateful of my, my partnership with Integrity Music over the years. And um, so I don't want to just like, oh, well, we'll see what happens. You know, I feel responsibility to do what I can to... Mm-hmm talk about the project, talk about the heart behind the songs, but which leads me to be talking about the Lord. I ultimately, yeah. it's, it's an excuse really for ministry. It's in a, it, it gives me a, a chance to, uh, share the message behind these songs, which really, um, again, different aspects of God's heart, if you will. That's what I hope the songs do. They sort of reveal a different aspect of God's character or this trait or, or looking at him from this angle and and hopefully some of the fresh metaphors or analogies in the song create, you know, a good inspiration for the listener or the singer or the worship team as they as they uh, perhaps try to use this project or some of these songs. So yeah, being a good, good steward, that's what I feel like this this couple of weeks is is uh um Stewardship is important, all yeah. of us. You know, to, not less about me, but anyone listening right now. Whatever God's called you to right now, hmm. maybe you're a part-time worship leader. Maybe you're not getting paid. Maybe you know you have a full-time job, but you lead on the weekends. But yet, if you really do feel called to leading others and pastoring others in worship, I hope that you appreciate the privilege. And maybe that's a word to ponder. Like, it is a privilege. Yes, it's work. Yes, it requires some sacrifice of your time. But if you feel called and you feel like that that calling has been confirmed by others, then I think it's important that we rise up to that stewardship. And maybe, like, for this season of our life, let go of some other things that occupy our time and try to do the best we can with trying to create an environment week after week in our community, try to create an environment that makes it easy for them, for our congregation to worship. Sure. And um, what a privilege that we get to do that. What a privilege to think that our stewardship, our preparation, our rehearsal, our sound check, that all that, all that potentially, God can take that and use that to maybe save a marriage this coming Sunday. Mm. To take a broken, cynical heart with a guy with his arms folded and maybe there's just one song or one line that just really for some for some reason God it gets under this guy's skin and it just gives him goosebumps and and there's a bro- his brokenness just oh, oh god you know I cry have mercy on me you know yeah we just never know it's such it's it's such a powerful uh thing that we get to participate in Right. It's just like, oh, let's do a couple songs and let's have a clappy time and let's sleep. <laughs> right. Okay, now sermon, and now we're gonna go eat lunch. It's like, no, 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 no. This is a big deal. Yeah. 
this, this has the power, the potential to affect families and teenagers and generations and to, to offer hope and to remind people of who God is and what he's done, you know? Right. That's what gets me excited. That's what keeps me motivated after all these years. I just can't think of anything else to do. Even, you know, you look at Twitter and how toxic it is right now and just the political mm. this and that and both sides and Facebook. Yeah. And I think, man, is that doing any good? At the mm. end of the day, I think, okay, Paul, what's, what's the best thing I can do with my time to try to put a dent into this world for the kingdom of God? And mm. I can't think of anything better than to serve in the local church to try to yeah, yeah to try to do that well right could could you give some advice on i mean any advice just ex, okay, exhortation a little too churchy of a word but just encouragement for um you say like there's a week to week but it's also so powerful there's like so much impact in what we're doing in that weekend how do you how do you keep to where you don't get into just the routine of it um, week to week, like how, how do you keep that freshness in what you're doing? How are you, how do you, how would you encourage someone to just be intentional with every weekend? Well, for one, keep in mind what I just said, all those things, yeah. you know, go back, rewind this five, five <laughs> minutes and just remind yourself how important this is. You know, like if you were an air traffic controller, like that's very important. Hmm. You're keeping planes from smashing into each other. <laughs> But if you also are on a platform each week and you are leading others in songs, you know, you're picking songs that are going to form the theology of those who listen and, and sing along. You're, you are the songs you pick and the way you lead is going to create uh, a lasting impression in people's minds and hearts of who God is. And, um are they biblical? Are they true? Are they accurate? Are they singable? Are they accessible? Um, are they balanced? Are you bringing enough balance of song subjects and themes, you know, to so that we get a balanced spiritual diet, mm. so to speak? So I think that motivates me. It really does. I'm motivated by, you know, because I've prayed over the years, God, give me a heart for the people I serve. Please give me a heart. Not I don't look at them as an audience. Mm. I look at their faces, or I can even imagine their faces during the week as I sort of prayerfully forecast, you know, my my set list, and I try as best as I can try to imagine that that first moment. Good morning, everyone. Let's stand up, and then I try to imagine how we get into that first song, and and then I imagine how we go into that next song, maybe. And so I'm trying to prayerfully forecast that. And then I, I pictured the faces and the families that that always sit there and the couple that always sits in the fourth row there and then the, the older couple that sits to the right and the teenager in the back with his arms folded. And, you know, like, I'm just saying it's not just an audience. It's not a congregation. It's like they're people that this is my community. This is it. I've chosen to put my flag down. Like, my wife and I were in the same community for 25 years. Sure. And watch babies be born and, you know, and baby babies be born and people die and funerals and, and watching people go through hard stuff and happy stuff and weddings and funerals and dedications and then watching them go off to college and just remembering when we, we dedicated them as a baby and now they're going off to college and we're praying that God would bless them and mm -hmm. so it's, it's people. We just have to... 
It's actual, you know, get, asking, crying out to God for his heart for the people we serve. And that doesn't come natural, man. That, that you know, oftentimes I'll sing that chorus uh, prayerfully, you know, break my heart for what breaks yours. Yeah. Everything I am for your kingdom's cause. Show me how to love like you love me. And I imagine some of these faces. And I'm telling you, this, these are the things that have helped me over the years. Mm. I've, I'm, some of you have maybe heard me say this over and over again, but the whole ministry to the Lord, that idea of going into the sanctuary during the week, carving out 30 minutes here or an hour here. And I like standing on the platform with my instrument. I look at the empty seats. Mm. And besides just singing some psalms and speaking some psalms out loud, I also, that's oftentimes we just look at the empty seats and say, Lord, I just pray for that couple that I know is, I know what they're going through. I wish I didn't, but I happen to know some things and I just, Lord, just be, just fill them, encourage them, give them hope, Lord. I pray you soften their hearts. Oh God, this, um, health issue and this all sweet couple that have been faithful for so many years and now they're aging. I just lift up, you know, Tom to you. I lift him up and just pray God for healing. I pray for a miracle. And I mean, just sincerely praying for the people you serve. And, you know, you may never shed a tear, but you may never, but you got to start somewhere. Start by acknowledging that, Lord, my, my prayers seem so cold and my eyes are dry. As Steve Green said back in the day. Hmm. And Lord, just break my heart. Just if I'm going to do this, I want to, I want to, I want to be a pastor. I don't want to just be a, a music guy. Yeah. Not be, I want to be a pastor guy. Give me your heart. Let me leave the 99 to go after the one. Like that kind of attitude. Lord, sure. let me teach me how to carry these people in my heart from week to week. Yeah, I think that's really encouraging. Just even that Keith Green quote. That there's some importance in recognizing that you know we're not always going to feel it but there's like faithfulness and just asking god like i don't feel it right now but help me break my heart yeah yeah it's a big deal yeah so cool um so the album comes out this friday uh, for people listening so that should be just a couple days from when this podcast comes out um how can people help spread the word as it as it's releasing here oh you know <laughs> all the ways <laughs> If I've ever, you know, helped you or encouraged you ever, then uh, just even a, a tweet, a retweet, a share on Facebook. Maybe if I post a video of, of the song or if I post the project with a link to purchase the album on iTunes, you know, just a couple retweets would be a real gift to me. Um, and if you do have the album and, and you're enjoying it, just remember to go back to iTunes and leave a little comment that always makes a big difference of how iTunes, um, you know, displays it, etc. And, uh, but so, yeah, I humbly ask, it's like I'm running for office. I humbly <laughs> ask. <laughs> right. um, that would be very kind. If you at least give it a listen, you know, there's so much music out there that just the mere fact that somebody would listen down to my project one time mm. is a, a great privilege. So it would it would be a blessing to at least give it one one listen through and see if anything resonates with you and uh, and as I say, if you're uh, share it with your circle of influence, that would really be a big blessing. And uh, maybe I don't know how I can return to favor, but uh, <laughs> uh, thank you. That's all I can say is thank you. Yeah, well, I know Paul. You're just 
I mean, you're like the the godfather of our, of worship, really, at this point. And so, like, I know I'm always looking forward to your albums. I know most of the church collective community, at least on our part, are like always great stuff coming through it. So I'm sure God's got some great stuff in store for just the use of your music in the church. And yeah, so let's help Paul out. Let's retweet it. Let's do everything we can to help get the word out for this stuff for the sake of the kingdom. Um, would love it, Paul, if you could pray over our community and uh, just the week-to-week pressures of doing church and all that. Yes, I'd be uh, glad to do that. Sure. Um, it does make me think of all the tech people. Every every aspect of the Sunday morning experience is so important. Hmm. I mean, everyone who does the, the lyrics, who does the sound. I mean, you have to remember this, how important you are. Because if, if the band, if the worship leader and the worship team are prayed up and they have the perfect set list and they've prepared and then they practice and they pray and they do everything right, then they show up Sunday morning. If, if the sound is just not there, if they can't hear themselves in their monitors, um, if they're not comfortable, that affects, that, that really does affect. And I speak from personal experience. When it's really good, when I feel like the tech team is serving me well, wow, I'm so grateful because my ears, I can hear and it causes my spirit to relax. Yeah. And I'm able to really tune in to what's going on in the room as best as I can, the Holy Spirit, what's happening. And I'm, But when it's not good, then I'm struggling to just get through the set list, you know, and right. same thing with lyrics. Wow. You know, to double check the lyrics each Sunday to make sure, double check it with the leader. Okay. This about what you're going to do. And. To know how important it is because ultimately we want to facilitate the, the congregation. We want to help them sing. We're there to help them worship. So having those lyrics up there in time, you know, with the proper at the right moment, I mean, it just really makes a difference. So anyway, just wanted to throw that in for yeah. all the tech folks that are so valuable. So I'll just say, Lord, thank you. Thank you on behalf of everyone listening here who gets to be involved in, um, in the, the weekly experience of, of, of leading their community in worship to you. Um, Lord, we just start off, first of all, thanking you that apart from what we do, just the very basics, thank you that we are your daughters and we are your sons, all because of what you've done. Um, you've saved us and We've tasted and seen that you are good. We've experienced your mercy firsthand, and we're grateful, Lord. So may we never forget that our identity, if we never pick up an instrument or do what we do, that it's okay. And yet you've given us the opportunity to serve in the family business, to be part of working alongside you and, and in the gifts that you've called us to. And what a privilege. Just want to thank you for that privilege that we get to do this, mm. that we get to serve those in our community and, and the, the mystery of co-laboring with you during the week as we desire to present, uh, as, as we desire to set the table and then invite others to come and eat and drink, if you will. And, and Lord, that we just pray that you give us grace and vision and and just stir our hearts afresh, um, and, and like with a with a new excitement that from week to week, we get to do this and we get to see you do things in people's lives. 
even when we don't see it, we know that your spirit is moving when we create that 20, 25 minute set list and we prayed about it and we prayed over the chairs and we visualize those that we serve and we ask you to come and bless it. We just believe by faith that you hear our prayer and you take these loaves and fishes, if you will, this, the loaves and fishes of preparation and then you bless it and you multiply it. You take these humble little songs and our little rehearsal and you take these sounds and somehow you multiply it and you're able to use it to really impact people's hearts for your glory. And you use it, you, healing and deliverance and restoration and all these things you're doing that sometimes we don't see. So we, we just say, God, open our eyes and open our ears. People's ears to hear and eyes to see as we go forward. Help us to be more in tune with your voice as we seek to serve you well. And we just ask you, Lord, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Great. Good stuff. Thanks so much, Paul. Welcome. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. We'll tag you. We'll be in touch. Um, seeing you guys next month. I know. I cannot. Yeah. Everybody's stoked around here. I think we're, yeah, it's going to be great. Excited. Cool. So maybe we'll, I'm sure we'll speak, you and I. Sure. Yeah. Just uh, whatever. Well, but, I've been talking a lot with Frank, or talked with Frank about a month ago, but yeah, just I'll probably give him an email this week and just see. Yeah, right, make sure our details are. Yeah, about anything you, else I, you need. <laughs> the heart of it, you and I are more just like as we get closer, sort of making sure that. Oh sure, yeah. The and um, and if you want to give a shout out or retweet, um, I, I think whatever to your. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. As always, head over to thechurchcollective.com, hit that contact button and get connected with us. We want to connect with you. We want to connect you with others. God bless you today.